0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky, and this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed.
1: I feel bad for you Toronto sports fans. Oh my gosh, you think the (laughs) Leafs could have at least done you a favor and won their first game after what you just had to go through with the Jays? They couldn't spot you one. They couldn't say, hey, we're here for you now. Don't worry about the baseball. Hockey's back. (laughs) We'll we'll pick this up for you.
0: And you slid in a game against the last place team from last year. Yeah. So you would have thought, perhaps, yep. it was a, a softball coming at you. Good chance for Austin Matthews to get on the board and sure. get the chase for 70 going. Instead, Connor McDavid has a hat trick and the Leafs lose with 18 seconds left in regulation.
1: Unbelievable. I, I don't know how you do it. You you know what, sports fans here in this city? You're in an abusive relationship. Oh, yeah. You're in a very abusive relationship. They don't care about you. They keep telling you they love you. They keep trying to have sex with you.
0: I mean, perhaps they don't love you. Brad's best for the Leafs is that they're right back at it tonight. So you you don't have two or three days of uh, talk of this, and and uh, you know hopefully they can bounce back because the problem is if you if you watch that game, uh, they looked pretty good early on. Matt Murray looked great in the first period, Uh, and then questionable. Uh, late, like the two beat him Cole Caulfield, and then the winner from Anderson both over that glove hand. And uh, if you know you're going to go in with an eight something save percentage, that's it's just not good enough, and certainly not good enough in Toronto. So perhaps having only less than 24 hours until puck drop again. Helps sure. stop some of the uh, the conversation sure. <laughs> about what the hell is going to go on.
1: Sheldon Keith just dropping F bombs in the dressing room. I'm sure last night. Look, I uh, I normally will watch the season opener and then not watch a second of it again until the playoffs start. Uh, I was at a big rock and roll show last night. Well,
0: Brian Adams. Adams. I
1: was at the Brian Adams show and uh, that was a lot of fun, singing along with all the hits. But yeah, I I, I just. Uh, it is what it is. We just cannot seem to ever pull it together, and we never stop loving these teams, and we never give up on them. And it'll be just another season of the same conversations. Uh, this season going to be a little more, I would guess, uh, a little more concerning for uh, management with that organization, because if uh, things go south over the next couple of few weeks, there could be for, some, uh, for sale signs on some homes around the, the GTA. <laughs> Because nobody cares anymore. The love affair, and as you said, the honeymoon is long since over. So we shall see. But I just want to listen. Lee fans, I just want to tell you, we're here for you. We understand what you're going through. Sometimes when you're in an abusive relationship, you can't see a way out. Let me just take the remote out of your hand.
0: Uh, one of the Let's, top things trending on Twitter right now is Dubis. So, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll going to tell you where Leaf fans are. Or certainly yeah. those who follow the team in terms of media and social media are trending.
1: You know, when it comes to giving up any sort of addiction, alcohol or drugs, it's one day at a time. And and
0: all you have to do is just... <laughs>
1: but, but you got to avoid it. And that's put, the problem. Put that jersey away. Put those uh, <laughs> tickets, if you have some, give them away to somebody else. Put the remote down. Go outside for a walk. On average, when a person goes to work, they have about 11 tasks to complete at work by the end of each shift. These were uh, specifically uh, frontline workers who were asked uh, about all the different things they have to take care of. So people working in healthcare, care, hospitality, food and beverage, transportation, child care, and education it's said for frontline workers, working the early shift is the busiest by far. People who work mornings reported on average of having 23 daily tasks to perform. Oh. That's a lot. And you think about it, because I'm sure some of them are fairly intensive. Uh, Many frontline workers say they forgot one of their tasks. Uh, And if they do, everything seems to go into chaos. so... Yeah, it's uh listen, I, you know, throughout this entire uh, COVID process, I I and, you know, certainly many of us uh were early on at least applauding and remember standing on balconies and banging pots and pans together in support of nurses and doctors and others who were working on the front line. And and nowadays, since we've all turned into such jackasses about everything, uh, I'm sure working just go hang out or Go anywhere, to like a a fast food restaurant, uh, ride a bus, go sit in an emergency, hang out in the mall, and just see what people who have to deal with the general public every day, what they have to
0: go through. Oh, man, couldn't imagine. We are just absolutely dicks to each other. (laughs) It's brutal. (laughs) And for many of them, treating people who don't believe they know what they're doing yeah right yeah you know yeah. i mean, you don't go to a restaurant and you know question the chef as whether or not he knows how to cook something yeah yeah you know, well i guess you can return something if you don't like it but yeah but we do yeah well we don't many believe. of us stay quiet in those situations yeah. Some not so quiet when it comes to dealing with the nurses and doctors who are helping us
1: look i will say certainly that if you go to the uh the hospital or you go to your doctor and they advise you to do something, it's it's perfectly within your rights, because it is your body, to, to question, to ask them questions, to be uh, invested in your situation, mm-hmm. but not just to believe they're all full of BS and don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> you, know, you take the pills, take the vaccine, or don't. Right. But they're, they're not out to get you. And that
0: seems to be the gist of everything these days. Right. They're
1: all out to get
0: us. And despite if you're out to get them, their job is still to save you. Yeah. No, I mean,
1: oh, I I could never. I I remember uh, my neighbors of uh, mine, uh, this one house we lived in, a young couple. She was a cop, and he was a, a nurse, and he did a lot of work in emergency. He was a big guy, played rugby in college and high school, tough guy. And he would always share these stories of somebody coming in, turning blue, and and they would save their life right there in the emergency room, do all they could to pull it together for them. Really a panic situation. And then a couple hours later, they'd look out in the parking lot, and they're having a dark.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's not, it's not just about vaccines and COVID. No. It, 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 look, treating, of, look at alcohol, right? Yep.
1: Oh, yeah, for there are sure.
0: Times you in in the emergency room overnight, yep. there's someone dealing with this or, or, or drug abuse, certainly. Yep right uh an overdose that they're 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 saving them from the brink only to see them back there a couple of weeks or months later
1: remember our youngest david was playing baseball and uh, he got injured and so we were at the hospital this was down in windsor and we were at the hospital overnight uh with him and in and it was like a saturday night so probably a always the the worst night of the week for that kind of thing and we were there from like Know, 8 o'clock in the evening till the next morning. And there must have been half a dozen people coming in, freaking out, overdosing, mm. having, you know, mental breakdowns and screaming at everybody and threatening the nurses to kill them. It's, uh, it's all too much. It's It's insane. And so the next time you want to snap at somebody, just remember, they've been working a long shift. You're one of a dozen people they've dealt with. They'd rather punch you in the face than fix you. <laughs> At least this never happened to you on the air, Lucky. I know that you've got uh, some fears of snakes and other things, and we've made you do a couple yes, of things.
0: Yes, I remember that, that you, quite clearly.
1: That you weren't fond of heights, snakes. Yes, and the lizard eating of the uh, the, Cow, uh, the oh yeah the yeah, crickets, mm-hmm. the crickets, yeah. Spicy food in general, yes. A radio host uh, agreed to face her fears of spiders by letting a tarantula crawl across her hand. Oh no! But it turned out she was more afraid of than they would realized. On the air, uh, she had this tarantula come near her, and she passed out. Oh wow! Hit the deck.
0: <laughs> yeah, she, she, so they had a listener. I don't know if I could do it. I, I don't. I don't think I could do I it. Know. You know, my problem is that I. I don't
1: want to do any of this stuff like jumping, you know, uh, parachute jumping or jumping out of a plane or bungee jump. I don't want to do any of it. But if it came up as an offer for a bit, I'd have a hard time saying no because I I feel like I would regret not doing it. Hmm. That moment when you land, hopefully safe. You would be so amazed and happy with yourself that you would accomplish that. And that yeah. that regret of not doing it
0: would eat at me, I think. I don't know. I think I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> just firmly planted two feet on the ground. And I think it's gotten worse, too, because there's so many, like, viral videos of, like, the parachute that doesn't open properly and they're spinning until the last possible moment when they throw their chute and able to get, survive it. And I just know, especially when it comes to skydiving, I I agree with you, uh, part of me it's like it looks like a thrill, yeah. That looks looks incredible, like an awesome experience. And even that indoor one, I I, I haven't tried that. And I so thought, I've done you know, that, yeah. Not
1: Here, but I did that in Vegas. Yeah. I was like, well, okay, I would
0: I would probably try that. You know that how how much could go wrong there? <laughs> um, I, I know, didn't hurt myself. I can I can hurt myself there, but I. Hopefully, like, kill myself yeah. there.
1: Well, you see 90-year-olds doing it on their birthday, and I'm thinking, well, if a 90-year-old can jump out of a plane,
0: and I'm sure I can, <laughs> but the problem I have is my last name. <laughs> <laughs> and I try to avoid doing things that will create a spectacular headline <laughs> the next day. And when your name is Luck, yeah, it we, ran out, I, I, there's so many yeah. options that they could go with. They
1: had listeners coming into this radio morning show and facing all sorts of different fears and all doing it on the right. air. And it sounds like a great bit. And I guess the co-host of this morning show, it's a three-person morning show. She she admitted her massive fear of spiders and was willing to try. Suppose, I guess, the spider didn't even get near her. Like, just in the process of setting up, it was her turn next. Just getting close.
0: Yeah. And down no. she went. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like the snake thing. Yeah. Like, we did that. Uh, it, it was still creepy. And I have, a, like, a morbid curiosity with sk- snakes yeah. where, you know, I'll go to the reptile zoo when they're in behind the glass. Sure. And I'll be fascinated. I'll watch shows on them and be fascinated by them. But, you know, person to person. And I think we have one It was, like, a rescued snake named Assassin. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, that oh, yeah. doesn't seem right. I would rather jump out of a plane without a parachute
1: than have a spider <laughs> crawl across me. <laughs> much do we hate sitting on hold for customer support oh man a new poll found we'd rather do our taxes go to the dentist spend a night in jail or shave our head we'd rather do all of those things and sit on hold
0: with customer support anytime we're made to sit and wait now and and anything more than a minute Mm -hmm. is completely frustrating i will say For many of the call centers, they've adapted this callback technology, which is good, which is fantastic. Just saying, okay, long wait times, maybe forty-five minutes. Leave us your number; we'll call you back when it's Mm -hmm. available. That's fantastic to me because it's it's this you know, music you've got to listen to, and the the repetition every ten seconds of you know uh, we're experiencing higher than normal call volume levels. Right? Please hold, or or our your business is important. And all you want to ask is, like, how do I pay my bill?
1: Yeah, how can I get my bill cheaper? How right. can I lower this? Uh, I recently did it. You know, I did that, that that deal where you punch in your number and wait for them to call you back. And when they did call me back, about four hours later, I wanted to put them on hold. <laughs> so I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> right. Um, it is said that it takes an average of three attempts and 90 minutes on hold. To get something solved. Really? customer support. And a lot of companies, I I really believe this. I recently had a situation where I got one of my monthly bills and I I wanted to dispute it. And when I got the uh, service person, the customer support, on the line. Their explanation for why my bill was so high was so convoluted and so confusing. I wanted to pay double just to get it over
0: with.
1: (laughs) And I swear that's what they do. They make it so confusing for you, they just want you to fold and give up. Right. Uh, Anyhow, when people are asked about some of the things that annoy them the most with uh, customer support, having to repeat details when you've been transferred or get disconnected. Right. Right. Having to call or email multiple times to solve a problem. Definitely. Not being able to reach a real person quickly and easily. See, I think, too, I honestly believe they'll say, oh, you know, higher than normal volume of uh, calls. I think there's like a half a dozen of these people all sitting Playing cards. Yeah. <laughs> In our mind, they're
0: just yeah. sitting around laughing yeah. oh, and mocking yeah. us. Yeah, they put you on hold and let you sit I, there. I'm not a big fan of either. um funny, I was calling one last night. and But it's this uh, why don't you say your problem? <laughs> <laughs> and so he, was like, he was trying to speak like slowly and yeah. calmly like, uh, I can't activate my account. You're right. Right? Yeah. I I'm mean, locked out. <laughs> I
1: hate my life. <laughs> Can you can you help me with that? Well, if you've ever wondered who the world's hottest bald man is, it's Vin Diesel. It's been calculated. It's been figured out. Of course, there's a list of a bunch of bald guys, and they're all celebrities. This is kind of weird, because if it's the world's hottest bald man, I think we can look outside of celebrities. I'll bet there's a hot, bald doctor or an accountant. Somewhere, or somewhere, somewhere some yeah. Working on the line somewhere. Vin Diesel, really? And Vin Diesel seems to be the hottest. Yeah, they they all base it on that uh, golden ratio, you know, the okay. beauty of your face and the. They did the same thing with women. Science has again determined the most beautiful woman on earth, and it's a woman named Jodie Comer who was in Killing Eve and Free, Free Guy. Guy. Yeah. Now again, you look down the list; it's all celebrities. I'm sure there's some beautiful women working retail, right, or even yeah. models. Yeah, well, Bella Haddad is on this uh, list. Hadid, she, yeah, she, yeah, she's guess.
0: a model. Yeah, model slash influencer. Both yeah. um, her and her sister. That's
1: right. Tom Cruise is uh, working on a movie in outer space.
0: Of He's course in, he is.
1: Talks with, he is in outer space. Tom right. <laughs> <Thompson> talks <laughs> with the Universal to do a movie on the International Space Station. And it could involve his craziest stunt yet. People at Universal say uh, they hope Tom will be able to be the first civilian to do a spacewalk outside of the space station. Wow. There's not much info on the plot other than that Tom's character will head up to the space station to, of course, save the day. Has anyone told Tom they have CGI? Like there's yeah. ways to do this and he doesn't want to have any part of that. Wow. Um, Stephen Colbert is going to air a uh, celebrity pickleball uh, tournament. This This pickleball is huge. Big days. time. Yeah.
0: He's got a... Tr- it's like tennis without the running.
1: Right. Uh, he's um, he's going to be hosting this celebrity pickleball tournament called Pickled. And he's got some big names in there. Will Farrell, Emma Watson, um, Max Greenfield, Sugar Ray Leonard, Dirks Bentley... So it'll be on November 17th if you're a fan.
0: Wow. Hey, back to the Tom uh, Tom Cruise thing yeah. for a second. I, think, I wonder, I, he's one of those actors, and I put Adam Sandler in the same thing, where they just figured out that they can get studios to pay for whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Right, things that they want to do. Tom wants to do these, like, Daredevil stunts and, mm-hmm. and push himself to <laughs> limits in planes and jumping out of them and stuff, and, and stunts. And so he gets movies to write those parts for him and he gets to play them and he's a producer so he can just say hey I'm going to do this. Sandler wants to travel and take his friends on exotic vacations and film movies in Fiji so he just gets the studio and Netflix to pay for it and say here's what we're going to do. Just like you know if you watch like HGTV right everyone who was at one point a builder yeah. or a renovator now just builds their own home and builds a show around it right? yeah so yeah it's like hey i'm gonna build you know with brian Baumler. i'm gonna build an island in bahamas and i'm just gonna get the show to pay for it or here's my house everyone's got some vacation house that they're building for themselves some beautiful cottage in muskoka and they just get the studio to pay for it yeah really
1: the good thing with adam sandler is he's got that happy madison productions which right. does all of it so it all just funnels into him and his corporation and Yeah, Mark Wahlberg's the same way. I'm just reading about how he wants to build a state-of-the-art studio and create Hollywood 2.0 in Nevada. He's moved out of California to Nevada, and I hear a lot of People seem to be bailing on California, one, because it's slipping into the ocean, and two, uh, because all the rules and restrictions in that state, like, they really pile on, and so trying to get anything done, when you got a lot of money and you've never heard no, yeah. and you're being told no when you want to do certain things with your property
0: or whatever, uh, that's not a word you hear very often in Nevada either. No, that's
1: right. Uh, so Mark Wahlberg has moved to Nevada, but the reason he's moved to Nevada Is because he wants to give his children a better life. Like it's not good enough. Well, they've been struggling. I've seen your home, Mark. Your kids are fine. They don't need more. They probably need less.
0: Jesus. What's next? Alex Jones can start raising money for Mark Wahlberg's kids?
1: (laughs) The Wahlberg family really struggling. Oh, my gosh. Listen to yourself. Just... Again, this is what... Read the room, Mark Wahlberg. You want to move your family to Nevada? That's cool. Go ahead. But don't tell the world you're doing it so your kids can have a better life. (laughs) Some kid in Nevada is eating his shoe for breakfast.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and probably about two minutes from the strip. Yeah. My
1: kids need a better life. You dirt diggler. (laughs) (laughs) All your brains are in your pants. Um... I thought this was good. Things that are cooler in movies than in real life. You know, you're watching a movie and there's all these great moments and you think, oh, that'd be cool. And then you, if you try it in real life, it's horrible. Like, Uh sex on the beach. Okay. All all that saying gets up in your cracks. (laughs) That's all I've heard. I don't know. Take your word for it. Yeah. Uh, Exploring haunted houses or sketchy places. You don't really want to do that in real life.
0: Yeah, the people who do
1: are pretty crazy. Those training montages in films... Oh, like the Rocky, yeah. and weightlifting and gym work. Hard work takes more than just a single scene. <laughs>
0: That's true.
1: <laughs> an apocalypse. Now, look, how many of us could actually survive without water or electricity or Wi-Fi? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or without The Rock, if you don't, if you're in the middle of an apocalypse, you want The Rock helping he you. Out. Win uh, best bald man either.
0: No, he was on the list though. I okay. Didn't. Jason Statham's usually on that list.
1: Yeah, Stanley Tucci's on the list. Pitbull, Prince William, Bruce Willis, Pit Joe Rogan. Bull, really?
0: Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. And
1: Mike Tyson. Wow. He just said, I'm going to be on the list. Yeah. he's going to say no Nobody's to him. No. Um, preparing a giant breakfast for your partner before work. These are things that look cool in movies but are just a pain in real life because they'll probably just <laughs> take a bite of the toast and leave. Shower sex or showering together always looks great in the movies. Right. But yes. then you try it yourself and you're just freezing
0: at the back <laughs> of the bathtub. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. Ninety four mm-hmm. nine The Rock.